The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month to start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gifts. Sign up at GameTime.co. Use promo code CFBX at $20 off at GameTime.co. That's promo code CFBX. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real. Villain row. It's real from Virginia. Here, here, here at your service. <laughs> and it is a Friday in the association coming off of a historically upsetting day for us <laughs> on Wednesday on the pod uh, with Houston and the freaking Knicks and Nets game, man. I mean, oh my gosh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know what happened with Houston. Uh, let, let's ask my co-host Scott. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I had a bad day too yesterday, so we're both oh, potentially not. Yeah, not not ideal. Uh, not a great oh, day of picks for me yesterday to be fully transparent, but it is what it is. We'll bounce back here on Friday. As for the Houston game that, that Houston, you're talking about, that Houston Atlanta game. That Houston Atlanta game really pissed me off, man. Well, the game was weird because they no showed the first half, then they showed up for a quarter, then they came all the way back, and then they got buried again. So they came all the way they back. Led, I'm pretty sure they led in the four, they led entering the fourth. They did, yeah. But they were trailing by a lot at halftime. They came back, and then they ended up choking the game away again, and they got killed. Uh, but as for yesterday, I gave it a couple of block props. I didn't get there. Chet wasn't close at two and a half. I took the over. He had 15 blocks in the last two games. He had zero, so that didn't work out. And I had Wemby four plus but, at two to one. But, did you take the over a half on Chet uh, off the backboard? Off the backboard. Yeah, yeah did no. you take over I, half? I, no. I watched it, but no, I did not have the over on that prop. So unfortunately, I ended up losing. Uh, but I had Wemby uh, to have four blocks, a two to one. And then Pop only played him 21 minutes for some reason. I don't know why he only played 21 minutes, but that's basically what happened. And he, had, he ended up with three. So the Wemby one, if he played his normal workload, probably would have gotten there, but he did not. Uh, the Spurs are a laughing stock. Nothing really changed there. The Pistons are a joke. We can talk about that if no, you want. No, I was about but... to say laughing. St- I mean, no, no. You, I will not let you disrespect Detroit on this show right now. I will not. Thank you, Detroit. Thank you, Detroit. Do I have? Do I have a drop for this? Do I have anything that could that can explain how happy how happy I am for Detroit? I don't think I do, but I'm so happy. I'm so happy for Detroit. Why? You ask. Because there's no fun in this streak ending as a minus whatever favorite. There's yeah, no fun fair. in that. <laughs> there is uh, no I, fun I, I in mean, there is a sound effect as... we can play for the Pistons, but I don't see the uh, sound effect. This... No, 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 no. They don't get. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, come on. They, they lost to a team I'm... led by Kelly Olenek. Come on. Like Utah Man. wasn't using Markkinen. They weren't using Clarkson. They weren't using uh, Horton Tucker. It Thank was a you. phenomenal. Uh, 
underwhelming performance by Detroit, but damn, man, that team's bad. Any thoughts on the Cade comments? Post game, when he said, "I know we're, oh, we're, bad. we're not, we're not, bad. we're not two we're not in twenties." Yeah, 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 yeah. You are. Yeah, yeah, you are. I mean, yeah, you actually you kind of literally bad. are. You actually kind of literally are. But I think I kind of get what he's saying. I mean, maybe if they're completely healthy, but it, it, even when you were healthy, you were losing games, and you were still starting Killian Hayes in the lineup. So, I mean. I'm just saying, I don't know if you can go out publicly after the game and just say, you know, I don't think we're this bad. I wasn't. No, but I get why the one he who was saying this. He, he's trying to stick up for the team. I get yeah, it, why he had like, to say it, but I, you know what I, I mean? I, I think Cade's the one who came out in the middle of the streak and said, you know, this sucks. We got to be better. That might have been before the halfway point we're at now in the losing streak. It was I think 10 games. It was at 10 games. He said that at it was 10, at 10 games. <laughs> it was at 10 games when he said that. Your initial speech didn't do anything because you've lost 15 straight after that. But yes. they play the Nets twice. Uh, so hopefully my Nets don't blow the streak. It wouldn't shock me if they did because a back-to-back tends to be a little bit interesting there. It does, but, but I think I have a I, I have a plan on how the streak ends. Okay. They have to get past the Nets. We'll move on already. They, they have to you... get past the Nets, and then they go to Boston and they beat Boston. That's how it happens. So I, I just... think Boston kills them by thirty. But anyway, I think I the know, Nets are, are the best shot in the immediate future. There is a game against the Spurs coming up in a couple of weeks, but I want to just pull up the schedule quickly because the Pistons right now are one game shy of the all-time single season record, at least tying it. And they are currently three behind the Sixers, who had a 28-game losing streak in between seasons. So that's why there's a little bit of a distinction there between the records. It's doable. That's all I'm saying. And I watched a decent amount of that game because, I mean, how do you not watch that masterclass game yesterday between Utah and the Pistons? But I ended up watching a decent amount of the second half. The effort level's just not there. Uh, I saw Isaiah Stewart and a couple of guys jogging around out there in crunch time, and it resulted in giving up some uh, transition opportunities, some turnovers. But to read off the schedule, by the way, reminder, they're at 25 already. Brooklyn (laughs) on the road, Brooklyn at home, Boston on the road, Toronto at home, Houston on the road, Utah on the road, Golden State on the road, Denver on the road, Sacramento on the road. Then they play San Antonio at home. This streak can break 30. It's got a they're shot winning. at 30. That's all I'm saying. They're not going that far. It's not. I, I'm far. just saying it has a shot at it. If the Nets take care of business and if the Pistons end up losing to the Nets both times, the matchups against Utah, against uh, Houston on the road to get the 30, then against Utah to potentially get the 31. 30 is doable. There they, is a potential record brewing at this point in time. And if we're being all serious, it's the Raptors. It's when the Raptors come into town. At the end of the year, it, like right before uh, New Year's Eve, New Year, New Me, we, we go into the new year with the win. It's the Raptors. It's it wouldn't Raptors. shock me if the Raptors blew a game because they've been untrustworthy so far this season. The Nets, I do think, can ruin this immediately. I think Boston kills them. I like her enthusiasm, but I think Boston would murder this team by 30 points. So Toronto is probably the best spot. I mean, the Nets have been in free fall, though. We'll talk about the Nets later, but they have not been in good form recently. Or they yeah. just wait till New Year, or they actually wait till New Year's Day on the road at the Rockets and 
they're like literally legitly new year new me like actually new year new me wow there's well, a lot new of year's, they're, they're drinking for new year's for different reasons but yes they might be a little bit hungover uh, for that game but i do want to ask you though since the pistons we kind of covered and how they lost to basically a g league team yesterday any takeaways you had? I thought the Wemby minutes was were very weird. He played 10 minutes in the first half, finished with 21. Uh, but the Bulls won by 19. Cleveland didn't have any players, so New Orleans won that one easily. Milwaukee won, didn't cover against Orlando, but good win for Milwaukee. Uh, the Clippers' winning streak is over as the Thunder buried them. The Timberwolves beat the Lakers by seven, but LeBron didn't play. Any takeaways you had from the, from the games? Mm, not really. Uh, uh, yeah, no, not not really. I mean, good one for Memphis. The Bucks, the Bucks are not good. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a game you should win. Indiana's on a back to back, but yeah, still, your, team, your team was one and eleven. I think the only, I think really the only takeaway, and somebody asked me on Twitter because they were like Memphis a thousand to one to make to make the playoffs, and I think he said four to one to make the play in, but that was like before that win, so it's probably already dropped, but. If you want to sweat, like if you want to take a, if you want a thousand to one money line in the play in, I would say, I would take that bet with Memphis. And you, because I think that, I think this team actually has a shot. Like this, the West is open. Nobody's really like, nobody's the pulling bottom. away. You see that the Lakers that keep losing. And when the in season tournament, they hung a banner and they're one in five cents. So yeah. there's not even, like, even the teams that were expected to be really good. Denver's starting to figure it out. Minnesota did lose last game to the Sixers, but they're definitely going to be one of the top seeds in the conference. But it is pretty open at the bottom. There are a lot of teams, even the Phoenix Suns, for example. So the Suns and the Lakers, even the Clippers, if you want to group them in now, I know they're in better form. But even some of the teams that had high expectations are underachieving, and they're at the bottom. So yeah. I do think that's an open spot for Memphis to maybe make a run. Do I think they're going to? No. But I think at, at plus a thousand, there are worse bets to make. I mean, this team is going to get significantly, like significantly better when Marcus Smart comes back, when Luke Kennard comes back, Brandon Clark is supposed to be back at the top of the year next year. That's going to be really, really big for them. He, he might come yeah, back. Yeah, Smart. Week. Yeah, so. He's, so he's been doubtful like the past couple of games. So it looks like he's almost back. Luke Kennard is going to take a little bit more time. But they said Brandon Clark. That was some big injury news for me when they said Brandon Clark should be back in January. Like. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm more optimistic about this Memphis team, honestly. Like, and it's just because, really, honestly, nobody is scary. Like, nobody is scary. Everybody can beat everybody right now, and that's what I think. Then, well, not the Pistons, but <laughs> they can't beat almost anybody. every. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they can't beat anybody. But almost anybody can beat anybody around here. When you start looking at these teams, so, and I guess that makes a really fun NBA season. Hopefully, we get some variance when it comes to the playoffs and who we see, because it, it looks like a lot of teams look the same. Yeah, pretty much. I agree with that. All right. Talk about the games that are actually happening today, but before we do that, we got to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has those pick 'em scorchers. You can play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply just pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats. We're going to give out an Underdog pick 'em contest at the end of the episode, so make sure you tune around for that. And when you sign up, when you use that promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All righty. Where do we start? 
I seen somebody talking about Maxi. That's where we're kicking things off. 7 p.m. on the East Coast. Toronto Raptors going up against the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. Line opened up minus seven. Philadelphia is currently sitting at minus eight and a half. 230 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And I saw this pop up on my screen earlier today. De'Anthony Melton did not participate in shoot around. Yes, he did not participate in shoot around. He is officially listed as questionable for today. We have Aaron. What? Oh, no. That's somebody else. There we go. Robert Covington, probable with an illness. Nick Batoon is out. And for the Raptors, we have nothing to report. So... I mean, well, it's the Nick Nurse, it's the Knicks Nurse yeah. Raptors, it's the Nick Nurse Raptors uh, revenge game. However, whatever angle of whatever revenge game you want to look at it for whichever person, whether it's the Raptors or Nick Nurse, you do have that matchup because I don't believe they played this. Did they play this season already? They played yeah, two they times. Oh, yeah, they played uh, two the times. The Sixers yeah. won the first game on the road by seven. They won the second game at home by 15. Yeah. Now it's at. Eight and a half. That last game was at seven and a half. Now this one's at eight and a half. I think I have to lean Philly, right? I mean, they're, they're killing teams. I mean, they haven't played many good teams recently. If they they did win, end they up cover. Playing, yeah, they, they beat Minnesota. That's a very good win. Well, no one by, mm-hmm. by uh, 14. Uh, ended up burying Charlotte. Charlotte's a, Charlotte's a joke. Uh, beat Detroit twice. They're the definition of a joke. But Toronto's been alternating <laughs> games recently. Uh, they did lose at home to Denver by nine. They ended up beating Charlotte, lost to Atlanta, beat Atlanta the game before that, lost to the Knicks. But they're 11 and 16 for a reason. They're three and eight straight up on the road. I think I'm just going to take Philly. I don't know how you can stop Embiid. Embiid's at 40 plus points in three straight games. He had 50 last uh-huh. game against Gobert and company. Good luck, Yaka Pertle. That's all I'm going to say. Good, good luck. We're rooting for you. It's probably not going to go well. I'm going to lean to Philly. This team is really, really good at home. So I could see this being a pretty lopsided game. If if Toronto hung around, it wouldn't shock me either. But it's mostly uh-huh. based on he, the historical battles they've used to have. They've you know they used to have, but without yeah. Nurse it, on one side, it's just not the same anymore because Philly already had more talent. Now they have the better coach, and they're at home. And they're really good at home. Uh, Philly this season at home is 11-4 and four straight up. So I think I'm going with Philly here because I've mentioned a couple of the recent wins. They're all by margin. They, they really don't mess around that much. They lost to Chicago that one game, but Chicago's been in good form. But Philly, I mean, you're looking up right now, and they've won, what is that, 7 of 8? And a lot of those wins are by double digits. Uh, I'm going to lean to Philly. I think they win by 14-15. Pretty similar story to the last meeting in Philly, but I think Philly wins by double digits. Yeah, uh, base for the most part. You're looking at them; they are. Let me get this uh, this trend back up here. You look at what Philly's doing as a favorite this season, and they are 16 and five. 10 and 3 is a home favorite. You look at their ATS record; they got one of the best ATS records in the league at 19 and 8 overall. I mean, I feel comfortable most of the time. This team wins, they cover. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be concerned about this being a rather large number. Like, they typically get it done. This is one of the best teams in the NBA and most consistent over the course of the regular season. And, I mean, honestly, that kind of jives for what Nick Nurse does, especially when he has a quality, talented roster. Like, he 
pretty much dominates the regular season. You know, think about that championship. Uh, they were really, really good in regular season. So th- this just seems right. I'm just going to take Philly at home. I like it. Shout out to Adam. That's all I look at. Yeah. Shout out to Adam. Dropping us a uh, 9.99 super stick. Appreciate that, sir. Anybody else wants to drop a 9.99 super sticker or a super sticker of any kind, anything, you can do that for sure. Let's see here. All right. Totals at 230 and a half. I'm looking at the meetings this season. I believe both meetings did go under. Uh, now the question is, we think Philly's going to score nah. in this game. No, the first one went over. Uh, well, I'm saying this number, Atlanta 221. Oh, yeah, yeah, under this number for sure. Like, so this isn't even it is a massive, to- it's a it's massive a, total. It's a massive total. It's a massive difference. Under 222. I think I'm going to lean under in this game. I think Philly can score. The problem is I'm not sure Toronto can because this team isn't that great at attacking the paint anyway. They're not a great three-point shooting team either. And now you have Embiid patrolling the paint. So I guess the question is, do I think Toronto can actually score enough points to help send this over? Now, maybe Philly drops 120, and it doesn't matter anyway because Philly can uh, just score a bunch of points. But they have only scored 114 in the first two Uh meetings, each of the first two meetings. I'm going to lean under. I just think that Philly's defense is a pretty underrated unit. I think Toronto doesn't exactly have the guys to really challenge Embiid at the rim. I'm going to lean to the under. I think Toronto pretty much carries this game under. I like the Raptors team total under as well. Yeah, I I like under too. Does Joel Embiid score... Well, right now, 40 is the magic number because he's basically averaging 41 for the entire month of December, and he's had 40 plus in three straight. So the question is, does he play? Does he play four quarters? It's like, does he play four quarters? Does he play four quarters? I'm going to give Nurse and Embiid props though, because Embiid's turned down a bunch of massive stat lines to have good stat lines and sit the entire fourth quarter. Yes, so he actually has been. Willing to and he's still leading MVP discussions. He's still yeah. leading MVP discussions because of that. And I think that's actually like the fact. I think that does even more. Like, isn't that even better for your MVP case if you keep sitting these games in the third quarter and are like, dang, you're still getting 30 a night? See, I don't know. Because I think Giannis used to sit a couple of years ago because Milwaukee was winning a bunch of games and nobody cared. So I, I think you can make an argument that the stats are all that matters. Embiid right now, I believe, is second in the MVP voting, or at least based on the odds, as Jokic is still leading. I think Embiid did really? jump Luka, but I'm not sure if he did or not. But right now, Embiid's trying to rewrite the narrative that he was an undeserving MVP and that he's found an even better level to go to compared to last year when he won the award. Embiid's been great. Can I don't know if that. Confirm that. Um, can, some, can somebody in the chat confirm the top three MVP uh, odds? I'm just curious. I know for a fact Jokic is still favored. I'm pretty sure Embiid's really? two. I think I think Lucas three. Yeah, pretty sure. There's value. I'm I, pretty I sure. think Embiid's had a better year than Jokic so far. Yeah, but I guess like, the, I guess the argument is Denver's going to finish top two in the conference, but Philly's got a shot. Are at they? Top two as well, so <laughs> are they? <laughs> the argument though in favor of Jokic is the narrative because since Embiid won it, allegedly undeservingly. He deserved it last year, for the record. Jokic stopped trying at the end of the regular season. He didn't really care. He kind of he kind of waved the white flag on the MVP award. The argument is, if Jokic deserved it last year and they gave it to Embiid, this might be a makeup year. 
That's the argument for the narrative. I don't like makeup awards. I think if Embiid deserves it, give him the award. But well, if we being completely honest, nobody's talking about one SGA that I think we should we should be going on with the games. I'm sorry, guys, but nobody's talking about one SGA that I think that only six games. We got we got time to talk about some stuff. He's got he he's their second. Like if we're talking about records, they're still second right now. If SGA yeah. keeps this team one two in the West, I think SGA deserves his name in a hat as well. I think he's going to finish top five. Do I think that voters would vote for Shea over Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, and Luka? No chance of no. So I, I think that I Shea wish, is... I kind of wish uh, Shea won the tur- the uh, in-season tournament, man. It just... Like, think of the height that Halliburton got, and everybody's, like, looking at the Halliburton wave. Halliburton is, like, top five in MVP voting right now. Like... I don't know, man. Shea should, Shea should 100% be in the discussion. I think Shea's going to finish top five. I think Shea's claim to fame this year is going to be finishing first-team All-NBA, which is very realistic. But for MVP? Who did it last year? No offense, but Shea's not he winning MVP. He was first-team All-NBA last year. We don't want to do that again. We want it. We want to keep moving forward. He's not going to win MVP based on who he's against. It's just not going to happen. I hope that he got more consideration. Oh, no, man. 30, a, 30 a game is crazy Correct. as a guard. But think about yeah, you're mentioning games, points per game. Crazy. I mean, Embiid beats him in the points per game category. But Embiid like, is – I get it. I understand it. I understand it. I'm just saying. Like, he, he's in the discussion. He's definitely in discussion. I think I think he should probably be up there with Embiid, Jokic, and then Shea. But if Shea finishes above Jokic and maybe, like, a close record to Embiid, he should definitely jump Jokic. Shea is, like, doing incredible things this year. I'm just saying right now, I think Shea's in fifth. If we're going to be Luka, doing the right now aspect, I think he's behind Giannis, Luka, in any order. Giannis, Luka, Embiid, and Jokic. Uh, if you're asking fine. me who I think voters would vote for, I think Shea's fifth. Shea, I think that the Thunder, once again, are the next up-and-coming potential super team we're going to see for the next decade and change. But voters... I don't think they're that's what I felt. I feel the same way too, Catfish. I feel like it's voter fatigue, and you're like, oh, I don't want to give it to Jokic again. I don't want to give it to uh, Embiid again. Giannis, I think, has gotten to the point where Giannis is just so good, they're never going to give him the award again. He's gotten to the LeBron and the Steph level where he's just not going to get it again, no matter what he does. Like, just give it to Shea, man. Just give it to Shea. All right, let's keep going with the games, man. Uh, Before we do that, because I wasted enough time, I got to talk to you about game time. Buying tickets without the stress is great with the Game Time app. Go to GameTime.co. Make sure you get the lowest price tickets guaranteed. And guess what? If you go anywhere else and you find a ticket on the same row, same section, actually, when you buy your ticket on Game Time, just search around. Search around and look for somebody else that has a cheaper ticket. Because if you do find it in the same row, same section, Game Time will make up 110% of the difference. So make sure you go and... Use Game Time tickets to get give the perfect holiday gift this season. Download a Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for twenty dollars off Game Time. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research everything in the NFL, NBA, and soccer. All you have to do is enter a parlay idea into their parlay optimizer tool and it's gonna it's great because it'll break your parlay down by leg it'll give you an expected probability hit rates on each leg all of that so you can understand and you can make smarter bets and so download the hall of fame bets app visit hofbets.com use code sgpn to get 50 percent off your first month and start researching start winning with hall of fame bets all right 
Uh, SGA is fourth best odds on DK. I'm surprised it's ahead of Giannis. But I'm, not, I'm not shocked that Embiid, Jokic, Jokic and Luka are ahead of him. Yeah. I thought Giannis yeah, see, I, I think he so. should be. And I think that's exactly where he should be right now with the ability to jump them. Yes, I 100%. I, agree. I figured if Giannis dropped 63, 64, they would have just put Giannis ahead of him anyway. But yeah. Bro, it's, no, Giannis, Giannis has entered Steph in LeBron territory. He's okay. been there for years now. I, I yeah, I, I don't think it's fair. I think that's crazy because you're kind of messing up people's legacy, like being able to win multiple awards and all that. But that's how well, Shaq only won one MVP, right? Didn't Shaq only win one? I think he only won one. No, he might have won two. Shaq might have won two. I think, he, I think he won one. The uh, two thousand, two thousand one. Pretty. It, it was there. It was definitely during one of the three. It was during the three P with the Lakers, but. Denver Nuggets on the road. Deja vu. We've seen this game. Uh, the Denver Nuggets on the road playing the Brooklyn Nets. Opened up minus four and a half. Currently still minus four and a half. 231 and a half is total. That actually came up half a point. Injury report for these two teams and for the Denver Nuggets. Now we got Aaron Gordon, who was probable. And for the Brooklyn Nets, we have Dennis Smith Jr., who was probable. Lonnie Walker, Ben Simmons out. Dennis Smith being probable is actually surprising. I don't think he's played in like. Basically a month. I, I haven't heard that name in a while as a Nets fan. But shout out, shout out to two for the nineteen ninety nine super sticker. Appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Shea got an average thirty. He's averaging thirty. I'm sorry. All Even right, if he so, does get thirty, I mean, I'm not going to spend much time on it. But Embiid once again might average like thirty five. I'm not sure if thirty is going to cut it based on Embiid's numbers. But Dennis Smith Jr. Really, by the way, is he really could games. be averaging forty. Like, He's played two insane. games since November seventeenth. So, yeah, he's not played many games. Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, I mean, Nuggets are basically healthy. I'm going to ask you straightforward. Uh, yeah. Jokic has four triple doubles against the... Jokic has had a triple double in four straight games against the Nets. Do you think the Nets can handle this team? I know that we disagreed about the Nets and Knicks game the other day. I like the Knicks yeah. because I just think that they match up well against this Nets team. And the Nets uh-huh. team's kind of falling apart. They've lost four straight. Three games by 17-plus points. Denver's won five of six. Nice road win against Toronto. I know Toronto's not that good, but still a tough place to play in Toronto. It seems like Denver's starting to figure it out again, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, and it feels like this Nets team kind of really just does to have and anything. And they overachieved they to start the year. Yeah, like they have that one. I remember that one game, and it was like a – because I remember Jacques Vaughn. I was like – and that was the game. I was like, dang, Jacques Vaughn was a pretty good coach because it felt like he outcoached Denver in that game where they won. But outside of that, Denver wins and covers all the time against this team. I uh, I think four and a half is way too low for a number. I'm really I actually con- don't even understand the number that much because Denver was a bad road team to start the year. They've been better lately. On the yeah. road. So I can't even say it's road struggles, but we know Denver's upside. They won the damn title last year. I know Murray and Porter Jr. haven't been as good as we were hoping that they would be this season, but Jokic is Jokic. Like, I just think at the end of the day, if you're going to end up beating Denver, you need somebody that you can throw at them. Claxton can't guard them. Sharp can't guard them. Nobody can guard them. And four straight triple doubles kind of speaks for itself. Denver's won five of the last six meetings. I believe. All five were by at least six points. So they have all, been doing they very covered well all against them. the Nets. Yeah, they covered Whatever all of them. Whatever the line was, they covered it. I was at the last game against Brooklyn in Brooklyn, and I think Denver won that game by like eight or so. They were six. up double digits the entire game. The Nets went on a run late to make the game somewhat competitive. It was misleading. They were up by like 10, 15 the entire game. 
So I'm on Denver here. I just think there's a talent gap. The Nets are a fun story because they don't have any expectations. You can argue the talent might not be there, and they're a great ATS. But it does feel like they're kind of starting to hit a bit of a wall because their talent isn't playing up to the level it was earlier in the year, rightfully so, and the regression is real. Seems like Denver's starting to make that push. The Nets are starting to fall back down to earth. I don't really want to back the Nets in the spot. Yeah, it feels like the books had caught up to the Nets. If this was if if this was bigger, this was like eight and a half, seven and a half. I might have took the Nets, but you can argue they overcorrected to the Nets because once again they've lost three of, four, of the last four by like seventeen yeah. plus points. They're getting buried in these games. Yeah, I agree. I'm with Denver. I actually, and you know, I really don't like taking Denver, especially on the road. But yeah, I, I yeah, I, I like that. I'm with Denver. I mean, you he had a monster game against Toronto, but the Nets. They don't have anybody that can match up with them. Like, it's just as simple as that. They've been really bad against opposing centers. Jokic had 14 rebounds in the last meeting. I think Nurkic had 22 rebounds against this team a couple of games ago. The Nets have been bad at rebounding against star power centers, or at least big body centers. And I just think they're going to get killed on the glass again in this game. So, and that was a, I'm assuming you watched that Knicks game. That was rough for the Nets. They got buried in that game. Florida State to sue ACC over grants of rights, $130 million withdrawal fee. Damn. I don't know what I don't know what's a lot of money and what's a little money in college sports. I don't even know anymore. Nah, I seen something that said it cost them $572 million to get out. I was like, no way. <laughs> no way. That's crazy. But this says uh there, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. Yamamoto got okay. paid more. So there's that. You said what? Yamamoto got paid more. Oh, got paid uh, roughly the, two the times. You got three hundred million or so from from uh, the Dodgers. Three twenty-five, I think. Man, that owner is just rich. <laughs> Pretty much. All right, the yeah. Dallas Mavericks on the road going to play the Houston Rockets. What? Oh, Luke oh, is not playing. Port- oh, okay, so that's, that's okay. That's what's going on. Oh, I was like, what? I'm annoyed because I got technical foul bets on Luca and Dylan Brooks, and they're playing against each other, and Luca doesn't show up. I'm kind of annoyed. I understand why he's not playing, but it would have been great for my technical foul bet if they were both playing in this game. Minus two and a half was where it opened. That it's up to minus eight and a half now. Two twenty-three and a half is total. That's came down from two thirty-three. We have Seth Curry questionable, Luca out, Dante Exum out, Kyrie, Derek Lively, Josh Green, Maxi Kleber all out. And for the Houston Rockets, Tari Eason is questionable. Victor Oladipo still hasn't put the jersey on. Fake player. So, uh, yeah, it's like I'll say it every time. Fake player. Is he ever? I don't think Victor Oladipo exists. When's the last time anybody's seen Victor Oladipo? In person, or I haven't even seen him on a sideline. I don't know where he is. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like when every time I've turned on the game, I've never seen him. So like, he's not at the games. I don't, I don't think he exists as a person anymore. Here we are. I mean, the the question, the question is, does Houston play down the competition? I'm gonna say no because they're at home. If they were on the road, maybe. But this is a really good home team, and they're off of a. It's a pretty great spot for Houston. Because they were against an Atlanta team that has been underachieving the season, and they no-showed the first half. Simply put, they gave up a ton of points, they made the game interesting for about five minutes, and then they immediately got buried again in the fourth quarter. So, 
I think normally I would say it is a look ahead spot, but in this case, I don't think it is because I think it's a great spot for Houston to not overlook this team because they might have overlooked Atlanta in their last game. And now they have a pretty, pretty much a free win, in my opinion, because Dallas supporting cast is really not that good. Hardy was good last game. I think he had five threes. Hardaway Jr. no streaky, but he's still a solid three-point shooter. They don't have any size in the interior. They got nothing. They're using Dwight Powell. That's basically their entire center group. I think Shangun and company should have a good game here. Jabari Smith rebounds. I think it's in line as well for a good game, potentially uh-huh. for a double-double. I'm going to take Houston. It feels like a very good spot post-bad loss to Atlanta to come out and smack a team that's basically missing its, what, like three or four best players? Uh-huh. I-, I think it's a good spot for Houston. Yeah, I mean, I, I really can't, like, disagree. I I mean, maybe if you want to play the Dallas angle, maybe you get a Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jaden Hardy masterclass. But outside of that... You need, oh, a lo- no. you need a lot to go right from the supporting cast if they're going to cover this number without Luka. Yeah, I don't. The only, re- the only thing that I could say they could cover is the fact that Jaden Hardy and Tim Hardaway Jr. both could actually score to 25 to 30 points. Like, they, they are good enough, yep. and they have the talent yep. to do it. But will they? I don't know. That's a lot to ask. I'm going to just tell you to just go ahead and take Houston, man. <laughs> well, the issue as well with Dallas with this team is since they have no size, they can't guard anybody. If you're watching the last couple games, Jokic in that last meeting against Dallas had like nine points, and they still scored about 130. But Dallas can't guard anybody at this point in time. So even defensively, this team's kind of in shambles. Not their fault because they're missing a bunch of guys. But if their offense is going to be compromised because Luke is not there and their defense is still really bad, what is this team good at? They're not a good rebounding team. I'll tell you that much. Like without Luka being there, what are they good at? Are they good at anything? Without Luca uh, and the other they, guys, I'm well, not gonna discount. I was about Kyrie to say, being, I was about to say, yeah, like we, I I'm mean, if you give Kyrie, me everybody else, we, we like Josh Green as well. He's still out. You get my point. Yeah, like this current roster is not very good. No, no, it's not. They're no. So yeah, Houston minus eight and a half. Sure, I like yeah. the first half. After that game against Atlanta, they can't afford to sleepwalk through the first half again. I think Houston comes out focused. Okay, I can buy it. <sighs> Gonna move on. Two twenty three. No, I'm just trying to decide if I, if I like the over two twenty three and a half. But I think I think I would just yeah. Just if if I any play that I would have on Dallas or the over, I would just feel more comfortable just take just taking that and putting it on Jaden Harvey or uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. Because I really think that's the only way that either Dallas ends up scoring points. Or that this game is competitive, it has to be on the backs of one of or both of those two players. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean to the over in this game. Dallas defensively has not been good, but I'll go through the numbers right now. Uh, looking at the last couple of games for Dallas, they have allowed at least 119 points in each of their last five games. We know Houston defensively has been a very good team all season long. Recently, been a little bit lax with their defense because they've given up 128 plus points in three straight games. Gave up 134 at home to Atlanta in their last game. I actually kind of like the over here. I think that even though Luca might be out for this game, the pace might uh, still be there. And I do think that Houston's played a bit faster recently. The total feels a bit short to me. I'm going to be on the over. Jaden Hardy's going to want to run. So uh, Houston, Houston Hardy wants team to total. Too, so. 
Houston Rockets team total over 115 and a half. I like that. It feels very short. Yeah, it does. I think they get to 120. If they, if they don't, that's kind of dis- disappointing. All right. Yeah. The Atlanta Hawks are on the road going to play the Miami Heat. Heat opened up as a minus two and a half point favorite. They are now a minus one and a half point favorite. Uh-oh. 237 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams. And for the Atlanta Hawks, you have A.J. Griffin is out. No Jalen Johnson still for the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler's already ruled out for this game with the calf injury. Kevin Love is available. Let's so we have our infamous Miami minus one and a half line. So win margin. Uh, where's the win? There we go. Margin. Exactly one. That's the angle you're looking at. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find the the so Miami to win by one is twenty-eight to one. Twenty-eight to one in a Miami. <laughs> Another Miami finds a way to win the game, but not cover the spread because. <laughs> oh man, this would be that would be so funny, man. But they, I've seen them do it twice. Like I know two vivid times that I've seen them lay one and a half at home and not cover, and it's actually annoying. Either way, last time I got cute with the Orlando Magic. It was Miami as a dog, and you're not supposed to question it. You take Miami as a dog, you fade them as a favorite. I'm I'm just gonna keep going with my system bet and stop handicapping Miami games because uh, I I win I'm um ultimately up on profit whenever I do it just follow the system fade Miami as a favorite especially a home favorite and take them as a dog I'm taking Atlanta. Uh, the only thing that kind of scares me off with Atlanta is how historically good Miami has been at guarding Trey Young. They've given him a lot of problems. Now Trey has been better recently as he's had 25-plus points in two straight games, the field goal percentages are pretty ugly if you look at the games against Miami. Now, he had a game back in March where he ended up shooting 52.9%, but I'm going to read off the shooting percentages for Trey against the Heat in the last couple games. Uh, I'm going to round up or down to the nearest whole number. 37%, 53%, 15%, 46%, 25%. The Heat are really good at defending Trey Young historically. Now, it might be different with Jimmy Butler not being there, some different looks, Bam's back, though. It's going to help the actual defense. It's really tough because these teams, it feels like the games are always close when these teams play against each other, and it feels like Miami's usually on the right side of those meetings. I think I'm going to lean to Miami. I don't feel Did great about it. Did you just endorse it. my Miami by 128-1 to one bet? I mean, I, I, I you just sound like you endorsed it. I like the bit. It. I like the bit attached to it. I think it's a good comedy, like special joke. But I you do think I'm going to lean to Miami here. It's pretty. It's it's really up there. It's it's up in the air for me because Atlanta. I got to give them props, even when they are bad for most of the season, because they did beat Houston. They went into Houston, blew it massively. They blew a twenty point lead in the quarter. But they bounced back and they won the fourth quarter handily and they won the game comfortably. But the fact that they still almost blew a 20 point quarter means I still, a 20 point lead means I still don't really trust this team. Uh, if uh-huh. I'm leaning to Atlanta, it might be first half because they have been a good first half team. They've been, they've had issues post halftime. I'm going to lean to the Heat at home. I don't feel great about it, but that's where I'm leaning. No strong opinion, but uh, I'll, I'm going to lean to the over in the game, though. Atlanta's uh-huh. a crack me team. I like hero props. I think that you're looking at here to have a big game. Bam might be in line for a big game too. But I think I'm going to lean to Miami because I like their bench more than Atlanta's. I think they're going to kill Atlanta in the bench minutes. That's kind of where I'm looking. 
Oh yeah, Hammy Hawkes, my guy. Where's his? Where's his prop? Fifteen and a half. I think he's starting though. Because Butler's out, so I think that Hammy's yeah, actually starting. But I'm still gonna take him. Like, yeah, yeah. Where can I get? Where? What's the? Let me see. What is your points prop at, sir? Fourteen and a half. That's not. A, that is nowhere near enough. Yeah. Ladder him up. Ladder him up. Let's get it. Let's get a. Let's get a price on that ladder. What? He's starting too, and he's only at 14 and a half. What do you think Atlanta's gonna be doing? They're not guarding anybody. We've seen that all year. So yeah. somebody's gonna have to score for Miami. Amy is over 14 and a half, 20 plus points at plus 280, 25 plus points at plus 950. Like he's yes, this is way too low. This is I've seen him at 15 and a half coming off the bench, and now he's at 14 and a half and he's starting, gonna be playing majority of the minutes. Yeah, all right, I'll take it. I'm looking more for a hero game. I think Hero's got a shot at a respectable 26-7-7 seven and seven type game. I think Hero's not going to get to the triple-double, but I think he's going to be able to put up a good overall stat line in the spot. Uh, but let me quickly see what the points number is for Hero. 24.5? I mean, I said 25. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I think Hero goes over. I think 24.5 is a bit low. Uh, so I think that's worth consideration. Um, trying to think of any other players that are worth looking at. I think for the for the Hawks, though, I don't mind DeJounte over 18 and a half. He's gone over an eight of the last 10. I mentioned before that Trey's shooting numbers have not been good against Miami. If they have to pivot, I do think that DeJounte might be getting a pretty solid matchup because Miami's defense hasn't exactly been great this season. It's fine. It's been better in years past, but I do think that DeJounte could have a decent game maybe Bogdan threes if you think that they're going to be able to light it up from deep. But I do think at the end of the day, you're looking at a pretty standard star power game for Miami where Bam has a good game, Hero has a good game, and then Hawkes and Lowry and some other guys contribute, Caleb Martin, for example, for maybe like 10 to 15 points apiece. But I'm going to link to Miami in the spot. I like Trey over 10 and a half assists. Because I kind of think this is an over game. It's tough to I take unders with Atlanta. They really don't guard anybody. Yeah. So I think they just keep up. All right. The Washington Wizards are playing the Golden State Warriors. Golden State's laying 12 at home. 247 is the total. Washington played last night when they got a one point win over the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, like the the I think that there should be just a whole nother tournament for everybody at the bottom of the league, because I'm not going to lie. The bottom feeder teams are giving us some pretty interesting games. <laughs> well, like they don't mean anything last night against the yeah like they don't i wish these games meant something like give them a loser trophy or something so that they can like because these games are pretty fun like i'm not even gonna hold you like that was a fun game last night i mean golden state doesn't cover oh wait injury report for these two teams let's go ahead and talk about that golden state warriors uh how you say this dude name uh for the golden state oh for golden you know state who I'm talking about. you know who i'm uh, talking about yeah, I, I mean, I call him Podes. I think it's just easier. That way. <laughs> He's questionable. Uh, I think it's pronounced Pazem. Is it Pazemski? I think that's how it's pronounced, but I've heard different pronunciations. Somebody uh, help me out with that, please. And for the Washington Wizards, Landry Shaman, TBD, because they played last night, but no Giant Davis, DeLon Wright. They won a game uh, last know. night. They might be celebrating, you know? They don't win many games. 
I know, I know. <laughs> I didn't. I really didn't think they were going to win either. But it's the toilet bowl. Almost choked, but they hold on. Take the points in the toilet bowl. I mean, like I said, like I was saying, Golden State's been historically bad at home. Like historically bad. I'm pretty sure that Portland has co- covered this line. I'm pretty sure Portland covered this line when they played. They did. Golden State. They were winning a decent amount of that game. Gold, Curry put them away late, but I think they won that one by like eight or whatever. But no, Portland. This covered. is the Jordan Poole revenge game. Okay. All right. I don't even. I don't even want to imagine what that's going to look like because I'm. Imagining- no way, Jordan. No way, Jordan. Jordan Poole doesn't fold back and go to state, does he? Draymond's not there. So, you know, that that works in his D- favor. There's no way he fold he doesn't fold in Golden State, does he? I'm like, saying Draymond's you- not there. So there's a less intimidation factor if you want to factor that in. But maybe some baddies courtside, but that theory's been debunked because Poole's been bad for about a year and a half at this point. But man, yeah, loves a lot of points man. with Golden State. It's a lot of points. Man, I tell you what. Y'all seen have y'all seen Broken Play Nav show? Jordan Poole, if you don't cook go to state today, you are a garbage bastard. A garbage bastard. If you do not cook, you already really a garbage bastard. But if you don't cook them today, you is a gar- there's no way you don't go off after all of that. All of that. It's no way he doesn't go off. I'm taking off. I'm rooting for you, but I'm not betting his overs. I've already written yeah, off. I mean, I'm not. I, a bet I'm not taking for the rest of the I year. I don't think I'll bet his overs, but I'm going to just jump the ladder. Can we just jump the ladder and just sprinkle there? I don't, because I'm really, If you want to do it, have fun, but you're in a ladder. Yeah, you're I'm in just a ladder jump the ladder. Because I'm not joining you. I'm not, no, I'm just going to jump the ladder. I'm not you're even You're the only one everything. going for that briefcase at the top because I'm not going for it. So it's all yours. Where is he at? Where can we get him at? Oh, it's not even. He's going to be in the high teens, if I had to guess. Mid to high teens, probably. Bro, you have to. You have to go in there, and it's like this is the perfect situation. Go to state. Has really been that good? Twenty one and a half. Well, it was at eighteen and a half last night. That's crazy. Uh, Go to state hasn't been that good. I actually don't. Better lately. I'll admit that they've won. Better lately. I mean, who's really guarding him? I don't know who's guarding anybody on Golden St- on uh, on the Wizard. I don't know who. I have zero faith in Jordan Poole, man. Bro, I have zero faith. Like, I'm not gonna bet it. I have zero faith in Jordan Poole, but I really, really want this to work out for him. I really, really want him to go in there and have a good game. But I, I just can't do it, man. I really, really hate Jordan Poole this season. Like, really, really hate Jordan Poole. I'm still taking Washington plus twelve. I'm sorry, Golden State's trash at home. Too many. I don't think the Wizards are gonna win the game. Uh, but I do think that Golden State should not be laying 12 to basically anybody in the league. Uh, the Boston yeah. one was very impressive. They've owned that team. So there's kind of a mental block. Excuse me. There's like a mental block there for Boston. So Golden State, nice win there. Props to you there. You played Portland on the road. You won by four. Okay, Portland's been better lately. Still not good. They lost to this Wizards team yesterday. Played the Nets, led by basically 20. Blew the entire lead. And then Curry <laughs> didn't miss a shot in the fourth quarter. And they won by four. I can't pick him to win my margin because I never won by margin. Like, that's kind of the never. problem. If you're going to do it, I have to actually see some body of work that suggests you can beat up on these weaker teams. And they really haven't done it. And I will give Clay props. He's been better lately. Couldn't be any worse, but he got better. Steph's been good, but I actually think that Pods is a good player on this team. Wiggins has been... I don't know what happened to Wiggins. Monstars. I like. Talent. He's been really bad. I like Kerr's enthusiasm to go to the young core. 
Like I, I do that. Those guys, you got to figure out if those guys are going to be the guys of the future or not, or get them out of town. So I like that he's playing them more. He's trusting them more. So now he can realize, Hey, are these guys going to help us usher in a new era in Golden state? Or do we just need to get these guys by the wayside and get some new guys? Because so I like him playing Pogge. I like him playing Trace Jackson Davis, playing uh, Kaminga, like that young core. I like Jackson him Davis was great in that Celtics game. Yeah, like I, game. I, I love, I love this young core for Golden State. But it's a back to back though. It was a close game. So you could argue the scheduling spot might be a pretty bad one for Washington. But based on the body of work, I don't think I can expect Golden State. At least put with my own money, money on Golden State to win by thirteen plus. I don't think I can do that. They've blown so many leads in the second half. They're going to win. I'm not picking Washington to go into Golden State and win, but can I see them messing around and Washington by like nine? Yeah, I can see that. They're going to blow the fourth quarter. I'm going to lean to the Wizards. I think they're going to be able to sneak in there. Maybe they'll put together a run in the fourth quarter to make it interesting, but give me Golden State by like nine. I think 12, 12 and a half is too massive. So that's kind of my thoughts. I'm with you. It's way too much. All right. Anything else here? Really? Actually. No, not really. Uh, I think that the issue that the Wizards are going to run into is three-point defense. Uh-huh. Do I dare actually like Clay threes in this game? He's been good lately. He's been really Tee-hee. good lately. I mean, I, the thing is about Clay is I called him a streaky shooter who's been most bad for the last couple of years. But to go through the numbers, though, he's been attempting a bunch of threes and he's been hitting them. So to go through the numbers, six threes, five threes, four threes, eight threes. That's the last four games. Bunch of attempts. He's been averaging north of 10 in those four games. The volume's going to be there. So I don't mind Clay threes in this game as a decent look. I think Kaminga's also got a decent matchup. The Wizards can't protect the paint, and all Kaminga does is attack the paint. So it's a good matchup for Kaminga. Yeah. Like Kaminga. Uh... I mean, if you think yeah. the Wizards cover, are you blindly looking at like Kuzma? Maybe. Like somebody's going to have to score on this team. I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be the same. It's gonna be the same too. It's gonna be Kuzma and Pooh. I think I kind of like Pooh. Tyus Jones' PRA in this game. He had a good game last time. He's a good player. Uh, I've been I've been yeah. preaching uh, Tyus Jones for years at this point, but I think that he's a very solid player. And I do think that in this matchup, if we're expecting a higher scoring game, I think his PRA is worth consideration. Because uh, if you're looking at his numbers recently, um. Yeah, I mean, his PRA is set currently at 24 and a half. It's gone over in four of the last five. It feels a bit low. Uh, I don't mind Tyus Jones' PRA at 24 and a half. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, oh, Jordan Poole, you're so garbage if you don't go off today, bro. Like, that's so garbage, bro. You got you're gonna knocked be able to tell out on this going team over and then traded. The in the first three you minutes. Got- you first got shot, not, you yes know. the first the first shot we're gonna know but a hundred percent I agree with you the first shot we're gonna know but bro you got knocked out by this team and then traded bro like <laughs> you got knocked out and then they traded you like bro oh my god that is like this is the revenge game of all revenge games and if he f- nerfs it up he is so lame like so lame all right we have the Phoenix Suns going up against the Sacramento Kings. Kings are open up minus two and a half. They are now minus three and a half. Two forty-three and a half is the total here. Injury report for these two teams, and we got Josh Okogie questionable. Yusuf Nurkic out. Uh, Bates Dop is available. 
And for the Kings, Malik Monk is questionable. JaVale McGee is questionable. I can't. I mean, this game's going to be flying over, right? With Nurkic being out, I see this being a track meet, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Sacramento. I like. I think it's going. a very good spot for Sacramento. They got buried at home by ball by like I don't want to say Boston's backups, but it was a blend. It was. It was, it was the backups. It was the B team. It's very some of the starters. It was basically the B or the C team, but it was Boston was off of a back to back with overtime, and they buried the Kings in that game. It wasn't even like It was over by half. It was over it was by half. Derek really Fox had 20, 26 at half and didn't hit thirty. Yeah, it was right. Well, they they pulled all the starters. They, I don't think they played at all. Fox was actually trying to cherry pick his stats in the fourth quarter, down like twenty, and he just got no stats. <laughs> well, he came back into the game for the fourth. But I said this before. I don't think the Suns are that good. And even though the Kings did lose to the Celtics handily mm-hmm. in their last game. I still think Boston, talent-wise, is potentially the best team in the league. Uh-huh. The Suns blew a double-digit lead to the Trailblazers? Come on, man. The Trailblazers? Come on. I know the Suns aren't good, but you're not that bad. Like, I think the Suns are a team that I we did not like during the offseason. I kind of hated the roster construction. I was laughing pretty hard when they traded for Beal. Now, it's not their fault he got injured. <laughs> Beal's barely played any games this season. Do you like the Suns team? I don't think they're no. getting out of the first round. They might be a playing team. I don't know what they are, but I'll tell you right now, it's not very good. I think that it's clearly at this point now that we have a sample size of 25 plus games, it clearly looks like that this team is trying to live off of two people. And yeah. We've seen this a number of times where they've tried to only have two people on a team and it doesn't it doesn't work. Like it doesn't work. You need a basketball team. That's why it's not two on five. Like and ultimately they're just not getting that. And they're definitely not getting it from anybody that's not in the starting lineup. So you're telling me we have a game where we're playing a whole bunch of people that already weren't in the starting lineup playing trash and now we're expecting them to play good as starters? Absolutely not. I, I don't think that they're I don't think they're any good either. The Kings really pissed me off. <laughs> they really pissed me off with that Celtics game, but I'm going to take the Kings here again, minus three and a half. I'm not a big Kings guy either based on the season because I have been critical of their overall roster. I don't think they have enough shot creators. Their bench isn't great either, but at least they yeah. have Monk. The Suns got nobody. At, at least they have one <laughs> premier bench score. They have one person that comes off Pretty the bench much. and plays well. It's one more All than right. what Phoenix has got, but I did have money on the Kings against Phoenix in Phoenix. A couple of weeks ago, I'm trying to remember who didn't play in that game. I think Durant didn't play in that game. I think Booker (laughs) definitely played, but uh, the Kings buried him in the second half. It just feels like it's a spot where the Kings still have a good home court. They didn't show it in the last game. It does seem like a good spot for the Kings to get back on track at home. The Suns losing to the Trailblazers wasn't even like a fluky thing. Because they barely beat the Wizards at home a couple days ago. Like, I don't think this team's very good. The Kings at home, though, I think they're going to show up for this game. Crowd will be into it. I'm going to link to Sacramento. I think their depth is there. The pace is going to be there. Give me the over. But the Kings might score 130. And Nurkic not being there, they don't even have a third option on this team right now. Who are you going to use? Eubanks as your center for this game? Probably. 
Yeah, no, Eubanks is the center, but that did <laughs> pose a very good question now that I think about it. Who is the guy after Eubanks? <laughs> I've, I've, according uh, to Rotowire, they have Metu as the projected starter, which is de- which is definitely a lie. It's going to be either Durant at the center or they're going to use Eubanks. Well, he started two games this Probably season. Eubanks. So. He started two no, games I'm, this season. I'm saying, but even if, Met, even if Metu does start, that's going to be potentially a first quarter only lineup. He's not going to be the center in the fourth quarter. Oh, yeah, I don't see that uh, happening. So, yeah, uh, Eubanks playing more minutes hasn't had any start. So, Metsu might start, and then it's going to be like all Eubanks after that, basically. But I'm saying the closing unit's not going to have Metsu at the five. Maybe we get a bowl bowl sighting. Maybe you get a bowl bowl sighting. I forgot that guy was even on Phoenix. That's a fair point. I didn't know until who's I pulled Phoenix? up. Who's Phoenix? <laughs> I didn't. I honestly didn't know. Behind didn't know. Durant and behind Booker, who's Phoenix's third best player in this matchup? Is it Grayson Allen? No, it's it might be Grayson Allen. Tells me what to think about this roster. It might be Grayson Allen as their third best. Player. Uh... It's not pretty. Eric Gordon. That's what I was trying to decide. I was like, dang, is Eric Gordon better than Grayson Allen? Choosing between Eric Gordon or choosing <laughs> pretty... between Grayson Allen. Yeah, uh, it's, it's Eric not Gordon. a great, Gordon, man. Uh, you know, list of players. As a creator, as a shot creator, it's Eric Gordon. I think uh, this year, Grayson's actually been pretty good this year. But that's what I'm saying. I, I The point is there's a discussion to be had on if Eric Gordon or Grayson Allen are the third best players on this roster for this game. That is not a good problem to have. So I'm going to link to Sacramento. You like I'm assuming over. we're on the over in this game, though. Bunch of points, no defense. Yeah, don't want to get cute about it. I do, I do kind of... Uh... I kind of question why that line's come down a little bit, but I'm just going to assume it's injuries or something like that. But yeah, yeah, give me over. I'm not going to question that. All right. Anything else of note? Any, any props that really, really stick out? The Suns team can't guard Fox. They just can't do it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking them again because that because that second half was abysmal. That's the only reason I'm taking them is because the second half was that bad. But like... Ah, uh, he's really like he's really on my shit list. You're really on my shit list. I watched him go off against Phoenix in in Phoenix a couple weeks ago, so he kind of carried uh-huh. that team in the second half. Sabonis, so I think, is in line for a big game because with Nurkic being out, they don't really have any actual strength down there. I think Eubanks is more of a finesse center. He's an energy guy. Most of his baskets are kind of like BS little floater touch shots around the rim. Sabonis so might get a triple double in this game. We'll see what happens, but I think he's in line for a good game. Uh, uh-huh. For Phoenix, Booker assists, probably worth a look. He's going to be the point guard for this team. So I don't mind Booker assists, maybe Booker double-double. But I do think uh-huh. you're going to see Booker and Durant basically try to carry this team to a win. So bet accordingly. But that's kind of what I'm anticipating. Yeah. All right. We're done. Lock, dog, and underdog lineup. Scott. <laughs> We're switching up the mojo. Am I going first? You going first? We switched it up last time. We switch that yeah. was an official so the last mojo switch was an official mojo switch. I was gonna say, I don't know if that actually changed the mojo or not. That's why I was asking. Nah, it's just uh I wasn't sure if it was like a cotton. You know how you switch up you know how you switch up the lineup and you gotta get that continuity? Like, yeah, yeah. it's just growing pain. I thought it might have been like a cocktail. You got the ingredients in there and we're just shaking it out to see what happens. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what exactly the game plan was, but uh yeah, sure. I'll go first. 
so let's try to get back on. Let's try to get back on track uh, after yep. a pretty underwhelming last couple of shows week. for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Week it was a bad. But I think the start of the week was okay for me. Just the last two episodes weren't good. Uh, but I'm trying to think if I want the Kings or if I want to go with the Nuggets in this matchup. I think I'm going to go with Denver minus the four and a half. I just mm-hmm. think Denver's a really bad matchup for this Brooklyn team. The Nets have a lack of size, and they can't guard Jokic at all. Murray's healthy. Porter Jr.'s healthy. Aaron Gordon's healthy. They just have an unstoppable player, and the Nets are helpless. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. But the Nets offensively have not been good recently. They've gotten buried in three of their last four games. They lo- they've lost four straight. Denver's road woes appear to be over for now, knock on wood, but they have been better in opposing arenas. I'm going to lean Denver. They've won five of the last six meetings by at least six points. Jokic, four straight triple doubles against this team. Give me Denver to get the job done, minus four and a half as my lock. For my dog, what do I want to even consider going with here? Is there any dog? I mean, the, the money line prices weren't good enough for me to actually consider a dog on the money lines. I'm going to have to go with the player prop in this match, in this uh, game itself. But let me quickly just see what I can get in the Suns and Kings game because I do expect to see a lot of points in this matchup. You know what? I think I am going to go with the angle I mentioned a second ago. I think Sabonis triple-double I'm actually going to go mm-hmm. with here because with Nurkic being out, there's a lot of chances to pad some serious numbers. I see plus 310 for Sabonis triple-double. I do think he's in line for a pretty solid stat. Uh, really just a solid performance here, especially with no Nurkic. So the front court for Phoenix mm-hmm. is kind of depleted. Uh, but to look at the head 10 meetings in the last game, he had 15 points, 17 rebounds, five assists. Uh, the game before that, he had 27 points, nine rebounds, nine assists against the Suns. He's been close. I think that this is a good price. Give me Savonis triple double at plus 310. Hmm. Okay. For my luck. I'm assuming you're going side on this one. Could be totally. No. Yeah, like I I mean everything kind of looks okay. Like, is there anything that I'm like, man, I can't wait to run to the window with? Not really. But we'll go with uh I mean, I just don't know how they're going to stop you. Like, Houston really, really should score 116 easy against Dallas. Like, they really, really should. Mm -hmm. Give me Houston team, Rockets team total over 115 and a half, minus 118. I, I, I mean, we labeled it out. With all these outs, there's really, like, there's no rim protection for for Dallas. You don't like, you know, Jaden Hardy. Being, you know, one of your main defenders on the guard on the backcourt. To be I fair, Luke that, is not a good defender either, but Hardy's not a good defender. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's not like, like you really, he, and he's and it's the size. Like it's just, I, I really don't, home. I really, really don't understand how. Yeah, and Houston's at home, and they're a really good home team. I don't understand how Houston doesn't get to one sixteen. Like even in a loss, Houston should still get to one sixteen. So, yeah, give me Houston team total over one sixteen. I mean one fifteen and a half. That's my lock for my dog. Uh, man, man, he was on the bench getting 15 and a half. He's getting 14 and a half today. Give me Akez. 20 point game plus 280. Okay. Nice. 
Yeah, he's going to get it done. He's he's in the starting lineup. More opportunity. This man is a bucket. He's going to get 20. It's going to be a pretty chill, easy 22. Pocket is plus 280. Gets it done. All right. Underdog. Let's see here. LeBron James Christmas Day special. Okay. Going to add that to McCart this week. Uh, let's see. Hawkins. I doubt. I don't know if they're going to have Hawkins or not. I mean, he is starting, so they should. Yeah, so, I mean, they should, but. There's no way see. he has a photo, by the way. No chance. No, nah, he has a photo. I've seen no. He I've does. seen his photo for before. Them. Yes, he does. Good I've seen them. his photo before. Okay. I'm telling you, it's your guy that does, that they don't give a photo. <laughs> yeah, Aubrey's Look, the best yeah. kicker in the league this season. They don't they don't have a photo for Aubrey. Oh wait, but, yeah. That? Okay, There's good a for Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. I'm, I don't I'm want to get too distracted, four, but four, I want to go like back. I want to go check and see if Aubrey has a picture. <laughs> There's no chance. Guys, the leading fantasy kicker of the season. He still doesn't have a photo. He's got nothing. He's a fake. He's a fake person, apparently. Leading fantasy kicker. He doesn't have a photo on. on nah, bro. Uh, if he walked past me, if he walked past me right now, I would not know who he is. Okay. How so many people get, would so, you actually recognize their face for NFL players? You got the wide receivers, oh, and the running so backs, and the quarterbacks. I was on a show yesterday, and we were laughing because we were talking about how Jonathan Gannon was asking people if he rode the bus. And then we was like, what if you saw Jonathan Gannon on the bus? And we was like, could we pick out Jonathan Gannon from a lineup? And I couldn't have no idea. Like, it's Jonathan Gannon, Kevin Stefanski, Zach Taylor. Like, there's a lot of people in the NFL I cannot pick from a lineup. Uh, honestly, a lot of the, uh, I'd say, middle to older age white guys, they kind of merge together in the NFL lens. Do you know that, uh, that NFL coaches picture they take every year? Yeah. Yeah, I, I always look at that picture and be like, man, look at all these guys I don't know, but I'm supposed to know these guys. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you look like? If you showed me a picture of Shane Steichen, I got no chance. I, I have no <laughs> chance to guess what Shane Steichen looks like. I got no I got no hope. But you might right, man, look, I'm so, not sure what he looks like. All right, man. So look, for the underdog lineup, I could give you your Sabotis triple double at two X spicy, or you can just take one of the the props. Like, what do you want to do? What's the RA at for Sabonis? Because he might PRA? end up with like 16 rebounds here. PR, oh, RA? RA is 20 and a half. 20, hell yeah, I'm going to take that. Sabonis might get like 15 rebounds in this game. Yeah, I'm in for that. I'm not worried about the rebounds at any point in my triple-double bet. I'm, I'm worried about the potential assists, but the rebounds... Does he get 20 rebounds? Does he get 20 rebounds? He could, in theory. I don't think he's going to. I think he probably finishes around 15 or 16. The Kings also tend to get out of the way to let Sabonis get some extra rebounds in there. <laughs> so I do think Sabonis get, has enough rebounds to carry it over anyway. But yes, I like Sabonis all right in that game. And any other ones? We're not taking Jordan Poole. I'm going to veto that right now. So that's just not happening. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to recommend it, man. Just saying. That, that's just not going to happen. I will not let I that happen. I wasn't going to recommend uh, it, man. You want Jokic? We can go double? Jokic. I was just about Four to say, straight. we can go Jokic, Four straight man. against Brooklyn. You want to do the triple-double? Why yeah, is it four straight games of the triple-double against the Nets? I think, right. I think it's a good deal. All right. We can do it. I'm fine. That's 1.25x spicy. Yeah, sure. All right, so Hamiake is junior, higher, 14.5 points. Amana Sabonis, higher, 20.5 rebounds and assists. And Nikola Jokic, higher than half a triple-double. That pays uh, plus, well, 
Se- no, 7.5x. I'm sorry. 7.5x. $100 gets you $750. That is the underdog lineup for today. Make sure you use that code SGPN and you get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Remember, that is underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. Anything else for the people, Scott? No, not really. Uh, once again, been a bit of a rough end to the week, so it's turning around on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely turn things around on a Friday here. We have 70 people in the chat. Should be 70 likes when I go look there later. Appreciate you all like the video on your way out. If you're here on YouTube, checking us out afterwards, make sure you like the video before you go. And for all the people that are listening to us wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you please give us a five-star rating and review. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Do all of that. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcasts. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball, get it, get it, get it.